0: A couple of years ago I preached a series on entitled Holy Spirit the Help. <clears throat> Anybody ever see the movie The Help? Raise your hand if you saw The Help. Raise your hand if you saw the name The Help. Okay. <clears throat> okay. It was a really good movie. If you've never watched it, it's a great movie. But um, as I was studying and preparing for this message, God gave me that title, and, and, and it goes with what the Bible calls the Holy Spirit, it being our helper. But um, as, I, as I taught that, when I taught that series a couple of years ago, I've taught it a number of different times, I think, uh, well, maybe twice since then here, little pieces of it. And, uh, and I've taught it in, in other places that I've, that I've preached out of our church. And, um, and, and the Lord told me back then that I'm going to preach this, you know, from now on. Different places that I go. And everywhere I've gone, just supernatural things have happened as a result of this message. And, and, and I believe that it there's a lot of great messages but there's not a more important message that can ever be preached than this message right here because without the holy spirit in our lives we can't accomplish in the earth what god put us here to accomplish it, it can't be done you cannot fulfill the will of god without the holy spirit it's, it's, it was his plan, it was his, it, 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 from, from the moment that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and man lost their dominion and authority in the earth, from that moment, God's whole plan was reconnecting himself to man in the earth. And this reconnection happened on the day of Pentecost for mankind when the Holy Spirit came and and filled people they were baptized in the holy spirit and they begin to pray in other tongues and from that moment forth humanity has been reconnected to god and we're on the earth to accomplish great things we're not here just to exist we're here to accomplish great things and so i'm gonna for the next i don't know maybe maybe three possibly four sundays i'm going to share uh along this line title of the message is Holy Spirit the Help. I, I, I've tried to come up with a new fresh name, but that's as fresh as it comes. Um, <clears throat> so I want to start, and with these two verses will kind of be our foundation scriptures that we'll teach from, um, John 16 <clears throat> and John 14. But I'm going to read John 16 first. In verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So, here's Jesus. I mean, in, in however many years at this time as Jesus' ministry has begun... Pretty much the earth hasn't seen a miracle in 400 plus years that that we have record of. I mean, maybe there has been, but not necessarily that we have record of. And uh, now everywhere he goes, heaven is manifested. Everywhere he goes and everything that he does is, is blessing humanity. People are getting healed and delivered and set free in their lives. And he says... He says to them, it's to your advantage that I leave. I don't know about you, but that doesn't seem like a real encouraging word. That, okay, here's somebody that's got all the answers and he's got all the stuff and he's demonstrating and he's producing. And now he's telling him it's going to be to your advantage that I leave. He said, because if I leave, I can send you the one that is empowering me to do all this stuff so you can do all this stuff. That's the advantage. Now, now what can happen is all these things not just happen through me, now they can happen through all of us. Then in John 14 and verse 15 he says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So, He's sending us the helper, and he said he will abide with us forever. And he said the world doesn't see him or know him, or can, he, can, can the world understand him? But you do, and he'll, he, he's with you, and he will be in you. He's telling his disciples this and the people that are listening to him. Well, we know today that he's not just going to be with us, he's with us. If you're born of the Spirit of God today, the Spirit of God is inside of you. The helper, the Holy Spirit has come to reveal all truth to you, to lead you and guide you and to empower you to make a difference in the earth. And so the truth is still the world doesn't know him, they they can't see him, they don't understand him, none of those things, but you do. And so it's it's to the world's advantage that you and I are in control and that we're ruling and reigning in the earth. You realize that nobody can control your life but who you allow. It doesn't matter what they say. They can throw you in prison and they still can't control your life. And it's been proven in Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. Every time people were thrown in jail, they made a difference. So prison doors can't stop you. People say, well, we'll come in and we'll shut this down and we'll do this thing. You won't shut us down. Nobody will shut us down. You can't shut the Holy Ghost down people people that have natural agendas can be shut down but when you have a spiritual agenda and you have you you're you're you've been commissioned by God in the earth to accomplish things nobody can stop you nobody you cannot be stopped unless you allow people to stop you i'm just telling you today the church of jesus christ cannot be stopped and I and, and I'll just I'll just take I'll just say it like this. The Church of Jesus Christ cannot be stopped because I'm in it. How about you? So see the church can only be stopped if we allow it to stop. I mean there's been there's been years in the last 2000 years when it was like the church was shut down and it was stopped. Like there was no voice in the church. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a voice would ring up. And someone would believe the word of God. And they'd stand for the truth. And when it looked like all of humanity and the whole world and the governments of the world were taking over and they were bigger than God and God had, had no place, somebody, a light, came up and overcame obstacles and all odds and all hell looking like it was going to prevail. I'm telling you this like I told you this a few weeks back. It doesn't matter what people are doing in the earth. We're the church, amen? And what makes the church different from everybody else is the person of the Holy Ghost. And if the church doesn't realize that they have the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit will produce... And the church will be defeated, not, not stamped out. You can't stamp it out because of the Holy Ghost. But it can be defeated and things not work and things not work out if the church doesn't listen to the voice of the Spirit. But We're not those who are shrinking back and being intimidated and being in fear of all these kind of things. We're not those people. See, you can't kill us. <laughs> you can't kill me. See, because this isn't me, right? You, you, you can't take me out. I've already I've I've already been taken over. I belong to someone else, huh? Me and the Holy Ghost. We're it. We're one. We're together. We're teammates. Hmm. You can't take me out. I'm already taken. Yay, team. Yes, Ra. Okay? So, just a couple things and, and I, that, that I want to remind you of, okay? No, nobody, nobody in the earth... No school, no organization is going to teach you about who you are. No, nobody, nobody out there, I, I don't care how much money you pay people or anything else, nobody's going to teach you about who you are in God. No one's going to teach you that. And so. So today, I want to just go through this little exercise, and I want to teach you something about who you are, and what you've been called to do, and how to execute that. just going to go through this little exercise with, with a number of different scriptures. I'm going to start with 1 Corinthians 3. Someone says, okay, so, so who am I? Well, glad you ask. Verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Do you know that you're a temple that the Holy Spirit lives in? Do you know that you have a responsibility in the earth to keep your temple up and keep things working and functioning correctly so that the Holy Spirit can accomplish through you what he needs to accomplish? Do you know that? Nobody's going to teach you that. Nobody but the church is going to teach you that. Nobody. Because nobody cares about you like the church does. Nobody's going to teach you that. Another verse, same book, 6th chapter, 17th verse. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So when you were created, you were created spirit, soul, and body. And when you got born again, your spirit man and the Holy Spirit became one. That's what he said right here. You're the temple that the Holy Spirit lives in, and when the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you because you've accepted Him, you've asked Him into your life, then the two of you become one. Nobody's going to teach you that. The church is here to teach you that. Nobody's going to teach you who you are and why you're here. The church. Amen? And I'm telling you today that you're here to be one with the Holy Ghost and to accomplish everything on earth that Jesus did, but we have to do that thing together. Amen? So how did this thing come about? It's this story in John 3 that we've read many times. It's the story between Jesus and Nicodemus that we've read many, many times. John 3 and verse um, 3. Jesus answered, well, this man came to Jesus, verse 2, this man came to Jesus by night and he said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, water meaning water of the womb and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. It's not something that you can understand, it's something that you embrace by faith. The the elementary revelation of what he said right here, that a man must be born a second time, is so that what? He can become the temple of God and that his spirit and the Holy Spirit can be one and that we can accomplish things in the earth. Amen? And then what do we do with it? Galatians 5 In verse 16, Galatians 5 and 16, But I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. They're contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. So these two are contrary; they go against each other: the flesh and the spirit. So, and what we're talking about today, and we'll just we'll end with this. We won't get totally into it, but what we're going to talk about is how to access this walking in the spirit on a day-to-day basis. How to allow the Holy Spirit to help us every day there has to be more of a consciousness you have to do whatever you've got to do to remind yourself every day and be conscious of the fact that the Holy Spirit is with you he's in you he's on you and he's ready to do my wife and I've been saying this lately every morning you know the scripture that says this is the day that, well, we say it like this, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And the, the mercy and the grace of God are new every morning. Amen. So what we've been saying is, what we've been thinking, we've, we've been causing ourselves to be aware of this every morning, we've been saying that we're thankful that every morning our eyes open Mercy and grace are waiting. So the last few mornings, as I've woken up, opened my eyes, I said this with my mouth. Good morning, mercy and grace. Good morning, mercy and grace. Somebody give me a definition. Give me, this is about probably between 45 and 50 words that can define mercy and grace. Somebody give me a definition of grace or mercy. Just Unmerited favor. Hello, unmerited favor. Good morning. Somebody else. Hello, empowerment. It's a new day. Somebody else. Divine favor. Hello, favor. Good morning. We're ready to enter into the day and have the favor of God make the difference in our day. Somebody else. I'm telling you, there's a ton of words. Go look it up. Go get every dictionary you can find. And when you wake up in the morning, begin to expect those things to be there waiting for you. You know, mercy and grace don't get dropped off by a cab every morning, you know, so they can be there for you. They're already there. They're already built into your day. Mercy and grace. Divine favor. Divine empowerment. Unmerited favor. Things we don't deserve. Stuff that, you know, I mean, righteousness and truth are are mixed into mercy and grace. They're there every morning in our lives. Things that we have to wake up and expect. We have to cause ourselves to be aware of the fact that the Holy Spirit is there and He's ready to help. What do you need? What do you need help with in your life today? Holy Spirit is there. He is the help. He's the help you need. And I've said this to you before, one of the greatest revelations that you'll ever get that will help you to do more in your life is that you need help. Most people that need help, they're too embarrassed to ask for it. And so, in the natural, if you're too embarrassed to ask for help for something and you won't ask, then it keeps you from being able to receive things you need because maybe there's too much pride or embarrassment in your life. Well, it's the same thing with the Holy Ghost. Many people won't ask, well, you know, I don't want to bother Jesus or the Holy Ghost with this this thing he's handling major crisis. He handles it all. Actually, he's already handled it all. He's already given us the answers to everything. Amen. And so you and I today, we're in a place where we've got to do whatever it takes. If you need to put an index card everywhere that you, your eyes set, you know, on your dashboard somewhere, or in your rearview mirror, your bathroom mirror, wherever it is that you look at first thing in the morning and at different times during the day, you need to make yourself more conscious and aware that the Holy Spirit is here, and He's here to help, and He wants to help you do and accomplish the things that you need to accomplish in your life. Can you say amen? amen. Um, one of the things that you notice out in the world today, is that people are, people at least in in the world that I'm around, people are more tired and stressed and overcome with situations than ever before. People are on more prescription drugs and other type of drugs and alcohol and things than, than ever before. People are on more stuff to try to create a release within their life and be able to cope with the things that are out there than ever before. There's more, there's more pornography across the land today. Over, over 27 million individuals are being sold into human trafficking. 27 million. Why? Because people want it. And there's no answers in any of that stuff. I'm not saying that there's certain things that you need to take in your body. I mean, I go back to the prescription drugs, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. What happens is people get hooked on prescription drugs They're saying today, even more than people are illegal drugs. Someone goes in for surgery and they take medication, and all of a sudden they get hooked on the medication and they stay on the medication. They can't get off the medication. Their dependency is on the medication. God created our dependency to be on the Holy Ghost. God created us to be able to depend and have confidence in God. God wants to relieve us and deliver us of our dependency on anything. I don't care what it is. No matter what it is. So See, we're not here to get rid of all the things that we depend on. We're here to learn about God and realize through our second birth that he created us to live and do certain things and live a certain way. And in that dependency, then things will just kind of leave you. One day you'll realize, well, I'm not dependent on this anymore. So we put Him first and our awareness of Him on a day-to-day basis and we practice that. There's no end to what we can accomplish. And sometimes in your life, you may have been born again a short period of time, a a medium period of time, a long period of time. But you need to hear this because wherever you're at today, God's always wanting to take every one of us to a new place of dependency on Him. Always what i've realized is through the years my born again life that god that there are things that he allowed me to be stretched in that i've learned from and and grown in but every time i grow through a stretching time there's a new stretching time Hmm? i'm gonna make a doll of myself instead of there being a stretch armstrong it's going to be a stretch wimberly I was a little doll guy, you know, you stretch his arms. Ugh. A little fighter man. But through the stretching and times of life is where we become dependent on how great God is. In other words, the greatness comes through the, de- the, the, the times that we've practiced and we've we depended on him that the good things are behind those curtains. And 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 they're not like it's not God back there, you know, trying to keep them from you. It's just behind the curtain. Once we trust, we step into what it is that he's already prepared for us. And I want, I want you to see this verse. Romans 8 talks about how that we're we're one with him. And what his part is and what our part, are, our, our part is. Um, in Romans 8 and verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption... By by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. For the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. And if we're children, then we're heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified with him or, or glorified together. So the sons and daughters of God are those who are led by the Spirit of God. And when we embrace the, this revelation of being a joint heir with God, he's already done his part, and when we begin to do our part, his part kicks in. I'm going to say it again. He's already done everything he's going to do. When we start walking and, 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 and learning to trust and learning to listen and pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is saying and what, he's, what He hears is what Father says to us. And when we learn to develop that and we learn to allow Him to help us, what happens is what He's accomplished for us kicks in. And now together, even through difficult times or stretching times or whatever, we're glorified, it says, together together. We're glorified with him together because I'm acknowledging, I'm acknowledging that greater is he in me than he that's in the world. And I'm putting that to work and I'm letting him help me through maybe a difficult time. And what happens along the way is everything he accomplished kicks in as I'm trusting him. All along the way, as I'm allowing him to help me, those promises kick in. They're true, they're real. So when I do my part, his part engages. That was the word I'm thinking of. When I do my part, his part engages. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a win-win. And you know the scripture says, even when I'm not faithful, he is. And see, I'm, I'm with him. So, is he sick? Me either. Is he poor? Me either. Is he depressed? Neither am I. Is, is he, has he ever been defeated? Me either. Hmm? See, because he, he gives us the answer to whatever we face, even when it looks like we're defeated. You know where he says, if you don't quit, you reap? Usually that's right in the middle of the most difficult time in your life and you want to quit. And he said, if you don't quit, you're gonna reap. <laughs> See, he's got he's got it covered. We could stand up here, we 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 could just kind of have an open forum today and we could start talking about issues and problems, and somebody say, Yeah, but Pastor, what about this? There's an answer. And I'm the answer man and I got all it. No. And and so if I don't have the answer, someone else would. I mean, it just come all over the place because the Word has the answer for everything, and the person of the Holy Spirit is here to reveal the truth. A Word in season will sustain you and build you and strengthen you and give you everything you need. It's a win-win. I'm telling you today, folks, this is a win-win deal. We cannot lose. I've said this to you before. He's the helper, he's not the doer. For years, after I got born again, I would hear people make this comment. If I heard this once, I heard it, you know, maybe up into the hundreds of times through the years. And people would make this comment, usually when they couldn't figure out or have answers for the things that they were going through. they say, well, I just give it to God. Well, I understand somewhat of what that means when you're just giving something to God. I understand a piece of that. But God really doesn't want it because he's not going to fix it. If you're in deep financial debt and you got there for a specific reason, he's not going to fix that because then he becomes the enabler for you to keep doing that. But he'll help you through revelation, that changes your soul along the way. He will help you get out of that, get on top of it, and get the answers how to prosper and move forward. And all of it depends on how much we listen to him, pay attention, and do what he says. So he's not the fixer. He's not the doer. He's the helper. See, he's already done it all. He's just trying to help us through the Holy Spirit to get in over here where, he's, where he created us to be in his will so that he could accomplish all that he wants to accomplish through us. Amen? So, turn to John 14, and I'm going to read a few verses here in the 14th chapter. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Here's the thing about God and Jesus and the Holy Ghost. What one says... Listen to me. What one of them says, the other confirms. Write that down and think about that. Think about that. What one says, the other confirms. Father won't say one thing and Jesus, wait, 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 I don't know know about that. That doesn't sound politically correct. No. What one says, the other confirms. You know why? Because they're on the same page. So everything that the Holy Spirit says is truth and he'll never lead you astray, that's why we've got to be able to be confident, confident in hearing his voice. We've got to be confident. Amen? What one says, the other confirms. In my father's house, well, let me say this, just, just, just something else I wrote down. You believe in God. Believing in God is believing in the Holy Spirit. Believing in God is believing in the Holy Spirit. So, you can hear me or someone else tell you about the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean that you believe in the Holy Spirit. You can be born again and the Holy Spirit be in you, and yet you still not believe in how to access him, where he's actually at. What the picture of the Holy Spirit and your spirit being connected so that you're one and really believing that that's true. I, I just gave you scripture that you won't, you won't, the world won't teach you this, but the church will. The world won't teach you who you are, who he is, and how you're one, and and the two of you are unstoppable when you're doing your part. Again, he's already done his. So in other words, what he's waiting on is for you to get on board. So you and I have to get on board with the fact that the Holy Spirit really is the help that we need, and that he's got it all. I mean, he's got it all. He's got everything because when revelation comes to you, the other things will follow. Everything else that you need in life will follow. You remember when Jesus told his disciples, take no thought about tomorrow. What are you going to eat? What are you going to wear? How are you going to do this? How are you going to pay this bill? What about this thing? What about, oh, my gosh. Oh my, this thing, that thing. Mm-mm. He said, all the Gentiles, everything that they seek after, the same kind of stuff, your heavenly father knows you have need of all that stuff. See, he knows, and, and do, you think, do you think as a good father, if, if your son was starving, would you just look at him and say, well, I, I'm not feeding you? I mean, if you had the capability of feeding your son and he was starving, would you not feed him? Absolutely, Absolutely you'd feed him. Right? How much greater is our God? He said, I know you have need of those things. How many in here today, don't raise your hand, you can say there's some things you have need of? He knows. And if all you're talking about is what you don't have, there's no way you're hearing the Holy Ghost tell you what you can have. And it all starts from within. And once he reveals to us what we can have, and we trust him and we do what he tells us to do along the way, then those things will follow. He said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all those things will be added to you. Seek ye first God's way of doing and being right, and the things that you have a desire for will follow. That's why I'm telling you, Holy Ghost is the key. So believing in God is believing in the Holy Spirit and his position with you and how he operates and then how to activate him. It's what we're building towards, how to activate the Holy Spirit on a day-to-day basis. Notice what he said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you that word mansions is dwelling places. If it were not so, I would not have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Then we enter into this little conversation with Thomas and him not understanding what he's talking about. And I I just believe, don't, don't... I I don't don't want to get any long conversation with anybody about this. If you don't believe this, this is just between, this is up to you. But for years, I heard this passage talking about Jesus going and building us some mansion in heaven, and, and he'd have it waiting for you after you die. I heard it for years, and I heard people, and it never sat well with me. It just never sat well. Jesus was going to go build me some mansion in heaven, and then I'm going to live like a pauper here? It, just didn't, it, didn't, it didn't connect with me, you know? And that word mansion there is dwelling places. And he said, this is Jesus talking on that side of the cross. And he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. So in, in other words, what I'm hearing in this passage and what the Holy Spirit revealed to me was... What I was going to prepare for you was that now you and I will never be separated again. I'm going to prepare a dwelling place for you that now you're going to become the temple of the Holy Ghost. Remember, this is on that side of the cross. You're going to be that dwelling place, that house for my spirit to dwell. And the two of us are coming together. And nobody, nobody can separate that. A dwelling that is here, and it's now, and it's over there. A place that has already been built for you and I, that we can step into and have intimacy with God that nobody can destroy. And you know when that is? It's now. It's now. And it's there. And it's now. And it's there. And it's now. And he's already prepared it. He wasn't going to prepare some place just for me in heaven. He prepared a place for me in heaven for now. You and I can step into that place any minute of any day. We wake up in the morning. Hello, mercy and grace. Hello, divine favor and power and authority. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I get to step into this day. I don't have to get up and go to work and do my day. I get to step into this day with all of heaven backing up what I do. All of heaven's favor backing up what I do with God and man. Right? All, all of heaven's, all that heaven is that I don't deserve, it's mine. And there it is showing up every morning for me as I wake up. Boom. Eyes open. Hello, mercy and grace. And you know what it does? Get your eyes off of what you don't deserve and realize everything that's his is mine <laughs> everything that he is me too everybody say me too. me too whatever god is whatever he's prepared already for you and i it belongs to us and the holy spirit the helper is here to reveal that because the devil's trying to talk you in your head out of any of this stuff me and yours well you know Pastor, that's too good to be true it is in the natural the world can't understand it. And worldly thinking can't understand it. Christians with worldly thinking, they don't understand it either. And i just tell you right now, I've never understood it like I understand it today. 37 years into my walk with God, I've never understood it like I understand it today. It's going to get better. It's going to get stronger. It's going to get more real every day. Just, just that thing about the mercy and grace, I'm going to say that every day from now on. I'll wake up. Oh, mercy and grace. I mean, what does that do to you? Hmm? I don't know about you. makes me want to wake up a little earlier. (laughs) The mercy and the grace of God, new and fresh every morning. And they're there before, oh, my. Mm. Amen. Yes. So, <clears throat> so here's the thing. I don't believe Jesus was. I, I, I don't believe that Jesus wanted them to have leaving on their mind. That's not I don't believe Jesus his intention there. He had leaving on his mind, but he didn't want them to have leaving on their mind. See, God wants you to be here for a long time. That's right. That's right. A long time. Hmm? I mean, I'll just take Dale for example. Dale and Isabel have been in this church for a long time. And every time I see Dale, I have a warm, cozy feeling. (laughs) Because I know him. And I know the spirit of God that's in him. And I know things that he believes in God. And I've seen him, things manifest in his life. And I like people, I like to be around people that have things manifest in their life. See, God doesn't want Dale to have leaving on his mind. Do you? 46? 57. <laughs> but there's a lot of 57 year olds that have leaving on their mind. And, and, and they're not, what happens is you, you don't become earthly good for God because all you think about is leaving. He wants us to be dwelling in these dwelling places he created for us. And that dwelling place is that oneness with the Holy Ghost. Ain't nobody in the world ever taught you that. Anybody ever learned that in elementary school? Junior high. High school. College that wasn't Christian. I didn't get one piece of that. Not even even that much. Not in any of those. They never taught me anything. Never had a golf coach tell me anything about it. Never had a basketball coach ever tell me anything about the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying that there's not ones that do. I'm just saying, I'm saying we can become so worldly minded that we're no heavenly good, but you can get so heavenly minded and just think about when you leave here that you're not focused on what God puts you here to accomplish. I am one, my spirit man is one with the Holy Ghost. I've made some major mistakes in my life. I've made, I've made a lot of really bad mistakes in the 55 years that I've been on planet Earth. I've made some really bad mistakes. I've done stupid things, I've, I've, I've I've made bad choices at times when I could have made a better choice. I've, I've, I've done things and had attitudes toward people that I shouldn't have attitudes toward. I've treated people ways or been mad at people that I didn't even know, like somebody cut me off in traffic and I pull up beside of them and give them this look and this... <clears throat> For what? You think the Holy Ghost revealed me to do that? Bert, that guy just cut you off. You give him a piece of your mind and your face. <laughs> that wasn't the Holy Ghost. No Holy Ghost in that one. You ever heard people that have murdered someone on death row and they interview him? You know, what happened to you? I'll tell you what happened. They weren't meditating on the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because had they been, they would have murdered nobody. And you know what? Nobody ever taught them that. That's why it's the church's job. It's why it's your job. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to be one with the Holy Ghost and convey that to other people in a natural way that people can accept and receive it because they see the fruit in your life. Right? Right? That's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to accomplish. And I want to I want to give you these three things and then we'll end and, and talk about we'll talk about this next week. But <clears throat> because what's more important than anything is that we learn how to activate the Holy Spirit regularly, on a regular basis. Let me, let me ask you this. You see my shoes? See my shoes? That's a pretty cool shoe. I wasn't going to wear that shoe today. Do you think that the Holy Spirit would tell you what shoe he likes? I'm not going to answer that. I want, you to, I want you to think about it, and we'll talk about it next week. Do you think the Holy Spirit would have a preference in what shoes or what shirt or what pair of pants or whatever, just just simple things. Do you think that he would tell you that? I used to, you know, I had a friend of mine that I'd ask him a question and he'd go, And he wouldn't answer me. And I'm thinking, what is it? you know? And then he, then he I mean, I just ask him a simple question. And he said, well, I don't, I don't know. Holy Holy Spirit didn't tell me. And I love the guy. He's, he's, he's a great guy. Not so much of that anymore with him. And it and I used to think, I used to think to myself, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to slap myself the next time I ask him a question. You know? Because <laughs> I don't want to go through this every single time. But but, but, okay, the longer I've lived with God, see, somebody asks you a question, you, you don't need to go through all the, you know, and act like, you know, you're, 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 you're trying to get your antennas tuned into what the Holy Spirit is saying, you know, kind of thing. You know, like some radio station or what, no, like an, an old AM station. You don't, we, we don't have to act like that, okay? Well, we ought to be doing that. We ought to be practicing. You know? Because I think what happens is we spend more time saying things too much stuff that we don't need to even say. Bibles be is very clear about listening twice as much as you talk. Very clear. And, and, and I think sometimes that we say things before we even think. And we don't need to. And the Holy Spirit will, he, he if my spirit and his spirit are one, okay, and, and that's who I am. Okay, just a little teaching on this. Uh-oh, I gotta go. But just a, a quick teaching on this. Just, just, just think about this real fast, okay? I'm spirit, soul, and body, okay? But I'm a spirit first because God is. God is spirit and so am I because I was created in his image, right? Okay, I've been given a mind, will, and emotions where my eyes, my ears, and everything that I take in is is processed through my soul, okay, and then it commands my body what to do. But in the mix of that, the real me is my spirit man. But see, most people don't know that the real them is spirit, so if you don't know the real, the, the, the real you is spirit, then you don't really know and you're not aware of the fact that you and Holy Spirit are one. And, and what the Holy Spirit, he's a voice, and he's here to reveal all truth to us, so he wants to tell my spirit, to tell my head that that thing that I think is right is not right so that my body does what my spirit says instead of just off the top of my head. they won't teach you that out there because most people don't even understand it but what i just said to you in a real short little synopsis of who we are in god is the truth that we've got to dig out ourselves so that the holy spirit can have his way in us so we won't do stupid things off the top of our head because and, and, and then, you know, blame people and other things and, and, and other situations. And I know what that's like. I know. See, I, I, I through my life at different times, I played the blame game with people and situations. And the blame game never works. Well, the blame game, we do, we blame others because we don't know why we did the things that we do. That's what he just said. We don't understand it. So it's got to be somebody's fault and it can't be mine. When you listen to the Holy Ghost and you get the answer, you don't have to stay and live your life in cleanup mode. You can do the right thing first. Can I, can I get an amen out of that? So just think about that. and just If you're taking notes, write these three things down and I'm done. And we'll talk about these next week. How to activate what we're talking about today. That's what I want to go into next week. Number one, as we talked a little bit about this, being conscious of Him, being conscious of the Holy Spirit. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't word this right. Back up. Being conscious that the Holy Spirit is with you and He's here to help you. How do you activate the principles that we're talking about today? Understanding having it revealed to you, being conscious of the fact that he is with you and that he's here to help you. and We're going to go into that and talk about a few things and look at Scripture that talk about how to become more aware and and for this to be a real thing and not just something off the top of your head that you're trying to do. Number two, how do, how do you activate this? And, and we'll, th- this is just, a, just one little statement and then I'll explain this next week. But trust that he will do what he says. You activate this by trusting him that if he said it, he'll do it. it, it in other words, it will be done. Trust that he will do what he says. And then number three, You activate this by praying in the Spirit and becoming aware that you can do all things through Him. That as you pray in the Spirit, you can do all things. That's how you activate it. As you begin to pray in the Spirit and He reveals things to you, you hear His voice, what He's going to show you is you know what? God will never tell you, Bert, that's impossible. Because he would have never told you to even think about something that would be impossible for you. I'll tell you what's impossible is trying to do something without him. (laughs) That's impossible. But he will never tell you you can't do it. That's a lie from the pit of hell every time you hear something along that line. He will never tell you you can't do it. Ever, ever, ever. Say this after me today. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world I will accomplish on planet earth all that God has put me here to accomplish in the name of Jesus and everybody said amen And amen. Glory to God. Come on, shout amen, somebody. God is true. Let God be true and every man be a liar.